Hello and welcome into Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA. Thank you for watching us on the We the Patriots USA Rumble channel and Red Voice Media, and for listening on New Hampshire Family Radio, WLMW 90.7 FM, Manchester, New Hampshire, KKVV Radio in Las Vegas, and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like us on your station, email us at Taryn at WeThePatriotsUSA.org. God's timing is perfect because I had hidden deep in my archives, uh, totally unbeknownst to me, an incredible two-part interview that I did with Dr. Brian Artis several months ago, actually back in the winter of 2022, so just a couple months ago. And, um, you know, I it was hidden there. I forgot about it for a little bit and I didn't release it right away because um, I didn't know if my audience, if you guys really wanted to hear that story at that point in time. But now I think you are more than ready to hear his story. And, you know, we don't endorse uh, and, and support, you know, every single thing that all of our guests say on this show. We have people on so you can think, critically think for yourself, do your own research and dig deeper. So this whole week is dedicated to this incredible interview that I got to do with Dr. Brian Artis, who is just phenomenal. And in, in this today, we are starting off with um, just a little bit of his wild story and, you know, really well thought out and well investigated theory, snake venom theory that he has. That's right. Snake venom theory. It's cool, guys. you got to listen to it. Um, but I'm really excited for you to hear this first part because Dr. Artis, uh, was a long time practicing chiropractor sought out throughout the world. And many people came to him to pinpoint their underlying root causes of autoimmune disease. And he said there were eight, generally eight underlying factors that he looked for that uh, he was really able to take hold of and and um, cure people's uh, autoimmune diseases and treat them naturally as a chiropractor. So it's really cool. Um, we're going to start off with that and a little bit of his story. And then I need you to tune back in on Friday the, to finish up um, his theory. Dr. Artis is amazing. Um, he has his own show and many of you um, have probably heard a little bit of this and what he revealed on Stu Peter's show um, you know, just a few months ago. And it's, it's, it's great. I can't wait for you to hear it. But first, let's hear from our amazing sponsors that help make this show happen here in conjunction with WeThePatriotsUSA.org. It is a nonprofit. Um, I'm teaming up with them for this show. And we have to, we need your support to continue pushing forward and to continue um, giving you this information that allows you to critically think uh, something the mainstream media obviously is, is not wanting you to do. In fact, they do not want you to think critically whatsoever. So please help us continue our mission here by heading to WeThePatriotsUSA.org and supporting our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by The Carnivore Bar, providing a fuel source for ancestral, carnivore, paleo, and keto eaters who value their on-the-go autonomy without sacrificing quality nutrition. Visit carnivorebar.com for more information. This episode is brought to you by The Freedom People, providing comprehensive solutions for individuals and businesses to take control and protect their freedoms. Visit thefreedompeople.org to reclaim your freedoms. Where do we go from here? Because the battle has just begun. As eyes open, we continue to arm ourselves with the truth in all aspects of our lives. 
asking questions and relentlessly searching for answers, educating ourselves and forging a new path forward. Hear from real people faithfully pursuing freedom. This is Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA, a nonprofit 501c3 organization working to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. Dr. Artis, you joined us for the third annual Vaccine Safety Awareness Marathon with We the Patriots USA, and we just want to welcome you back now on our podcast. So thanks for joining us. Well, thank you, Taryn. I'm excited to be here with you and your audiences. <laughs> yes. Give us a little background. I understand that chiropractic care is is where you came from. Tell us a short little snippet of your journey. Uh, okay. So <laughs> I am a retired chiropractor, acupuncturist, nutritionist. I happened to sell my second practice that I had for 10 years in Dallas, Texas in 2018. That practice is still there in Frisco, Texas, North Dallas. And I still consult them on difficult cases if they need it. Uh, They're a sponsor for my own podcast show. We send tons of people there. But uh, I specialized over the last 20 years from 2004 to 2018 is when I was in practice. But I specialized in unlocking and finding and locating the underlying causes of symptoms and diseases for people primarily struggling around the world with autoimmune diseases. So this is what I did. So most of the 16,000 patients I helped who came from almost 20 different countries around the world, uh, they would bring their big medical binders with all their medical reports, screening tests, prescriptions they've been given for the last 20 years or longer, and then wanted me to start unraveling for them. How do we, how do we decode what's the underlying cause for your symptoms? How do we actually get that out of you, repair the body, and then at the same time, titrate off pharmaceutical drugs as these individuals heal that they no longer would need? So I live in a world mentally and physically all day long, focusing on what's the underlying causes of symptoms and diseases for the human experience, our physical bodies, that would make us live with symptoms, either uh, chronically or they come in clusters or periodically. The goal is to always uncover what's the trigger. Something's triggering it. We know what the body feels like to be normal. And then something makes it abnormal. Well, all I do is go searching for what's making your symptoms your living experience different now than it was before. And there are eight things I primarily looked for uh, with every patient. So any new patient that came in, it did not matter if they had rosacea, if they had systemic lupus, it didn't matter if they had fibromyalgia, diabetes, migraines, PCOS, or cyst on their ovaries. There were eight things I initially evaluated for to see, is this the cause for this person's symptoms? And those eight things were For example, if you want to know how my brain thinks 24-7, is there something you're eating in your diet that you reactions to? I would identify and have every patient keep a food journal for me for months. And I actually could solve the majority of patients' symptoms by having them log everything they put in their mouth every day, morning, afternoon, and evening, and then had them also track on every day what their symptoms were like if they didn't have any, or if they did have them. And as they would write them down on these charts, I actually could, within a two-month period, almost identify in 60 to 70% of all people around the world what was the one food they were putting in their mouth four days, within four days of their symptoms starting. You can identify what the pattern is. There's something they're consuming that's triggering their symptoms. So 
I was this detective to do that. So we looked for food allergies. We looked for infections, which could be viral, bacterial, fungal, or parasitic. Can I pause you there for a second before we get into the, to that? What were the major foods that people were consuming? What would you say is the top two or three that people were getting, their bodies were being triggered by? Yeah, there's actually four of them. Mm -hmm. Four were the primary ones that we looked for and found the most common. That was allergies or inflammation to corn, wheat, soy, and dairy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there That's you go. The four big ones. That's the, yeah, there and you know we've start we hear a lot about that and um, you know people I think are starting to explore that with with the different tests that they can get to see what sort of um, you know sensitivities that they have to those and and ways to go about it. And I myself, I'm a big advocate for raw milk um, if you're having a dairy. Uh, allergy and stuff, but we could talk about that another day. Okay, move on to the next uh, area that you looked at. <laughs> That's a great question, though. So, wheat, soy, corn, and dairy are the four primary food allergens. And just to throw it out there for the audience before we move on, but for those of you who struggle with symptoms of any kind, especially daily chronic inflammation, you should eliminate all four of those foods from your diet as a whole and do it for at least two weeks. And then pick one of those four to reintroduce into your diet. Uh, for example, dairy or soy or corn or wheat. And just just introduce one for just a few days and you will see how your body reacts. If after a week you've introduced that food and you have no reaction or symptoms like you did before, that's not the food. Then go to the next food that you eliminated, like corn. Pick corn and eat some corn and watch what happens over the next two to three days. You will know almost immediately which food you're reacting to. This is called an allergy elimination diet. They're very common. Go look them up online. You do not need a test to figure this out. You don't have to do some blood draw, do a stool sample. No, just reintroduce one at a time. You'll know immediately almost which one it is or combination of two maybe. So we look for food allergies. We then look for infections that could be living in the body. For example, parasites, viruses, funguses, bacterias. Most people are familiar with viruses and bacteria. Less people are familiar with fungi, but for example, those that deal with candida issues or females can deal with chronic yeast infections, there are certain things individuals have to do to kill that fungus off. The first thing you do is eliminate foods that provide yeast to the body, which would be wines, beers, breads. You know, breads have yeast in them to mm -hmm. make them rise. So you want to eliminate yeast. And then I also included everyone that had struggled with fungi, I would tell them to eliminate mushrooms because that's a fungus. Get all mushrooms out of your body and all dairy, particularly blue cheese because blue cheese is mold. That's a type of fungus. Mm -hmm. Why would you eat that? So I would eliminate those things. And after a month or so, you could see most of the candida issues disappear. And then parasites are probably the 70, I know 77% of every one of my patients who had autoimmune diseases over the last 20 years, the cause of their autoimmune diseases were underlying undiagnosed parasitic infections. And there's ways to determine if you are struggling with chronic inflammation and pain, or you have been diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, it most likely has a parasitic uh, cause. And there's a way to actually figure that out. It's very easy. And then uh, the third thing I would look for is heavy metal poisonings. Like since you asked about the foods, I'll mm -hmm. give you the most common three. We're looking for lead poisoning, mercury poisoning, and aluminum poisoning. And uh, these are examples of these would be neurological conditions, pancreatitis, diabetes. These can all be caused by heavy metal poisoning. And then you look at 
toxic chemical poisonings as a probability for some people. I looked for all of these to see, do, does this individual struggle with any of these? Toxic chemicals could be side effects to pharmaceutical drugs you're taking every day or been prescribed. It could be fluoride in your drinking water. It could be chlorine if you're a swimmer. It could be um, glyphosate if you eat GMO foods, right? Processed mm -hmm. food, that's primarily your diet. You'll get glyphosate poisoning, which is uh, the weed killer called Roundup that can accumulate in your body and cause cancers, neurological problems, ADD, ADHD, all kinds of stuff. So those are chemicals and metals. And then we look for scar tissue on the outside of the body. And the most problematic scars that lead to hypothyroidism, brain fog, metabolic disorders, not being able to manage your weight effectively, and bowel concerns and heart palpitations or arrhythmias can be linked to many scars on the midline of the body, like a C-section scar or a heart surgery scar or a gallbladder removal scar or giving birth and tearing uh, when you're giving birth vaginally or a, a what's called a an episiotomy, which is where looks like I lost Dr. Artis here for a minute. Oh, there you are. Okay, good. It actually was circling. I was like, I'll pause. <laughs> there you are. You're back. So you were talking about, this is fascinating to me because I've never even heard about this, about how scars on the outside of your body could be leading to health issues. So it's not necessarily the what took place to give you that scar, but the actual scar on the outside? The actual scar is the problem for many, many women and men. Yes. And so Why is it? we've actually released, uh, not released, but we've actually reversed, I mean, hundreds and hundreds of hypothyroidism patients when we figured out that it was just a C-section scar, a gallbladder removal scar in the belly button, or a tearing or cutting of the, the vaginal area for birth. And when you take wheat germ oil, which is vitamin E, and start massaging it into those scars, within four to six weeks, most people will reverse their thyroid dysfunction. Their brain fog will disappear. Disappear. Their ability to focus and maintain weight gets normalized. Uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty phenomenal. That so, is phenomenal. Wow, that's that's something I have not heard. Why is that? Do we know? Great question, Taryn. So when I learned about this, I was like, oh, this is a no-brainer. I wonder why people don't think about this. As a certified acupuncturist, I learned about the fact that inside of our skin that surrounds our entire body, there are 12 main currents of energy that flow inside the skin. They're called acupuncture meridians. And if you've ever seen Chinese acupuncture, TV, movies, or you've actually experienced it, they put needles in the skin and they're very, very, they don't go very deep. They're like just very superficial, but they put the needle in there to release energy through the needle, like an antenna out of the body that's accumulating or to bring energy into the body at that acupuncture point. Well, those acupuncture needles are put inside specific lines in the skin that are called currents of energy. Those acupuncture meridians, as they are called, actually feed energy to the organs under the skin. So if you cut the skin and develop a scar, the energy no longer flows in the skin. It gets trapped in the scar tissue. And then you don't get the benefits of the acupuncture meridian energy running all the way across the midline to your heart, 
to your thyroid, into your brain, where it crosses over and goes down the spine, the acupuncture meridian on the front line of your body that's most impacted in, in giving birth or surgeries. That's called the conception vessel meridian. And as it comes up the front of the body, it actually travels to the head and goes around the back of the body. That's called the governing vessel. And there's lots of charts on these. It's been around for 5,000 years. They've known that this is a, the impact. But when you cut the skin, you know, scar tissue doesn't look like normal skin. There's a reason for that. The, the cells of the skin are now jig-jagged, intertwined, and, and uh, meshed together to create some kind of tensile strength so the skin doesn't rip apart anymore. Well, the energy doesn't flow through those. It doesn't mm -hmm. throw, flow through those at all. It gets trapped in the scar. In fact, people that have like days where they have, for example, fibromyalgia, where they'll have days where they will have a flare of their pain, like twice or three times a month, they'll just have these horrible days where they can't even get out of bed because their whole body hurts. Those are the days, those flare-ups for rheumatoid arthritis, lupus, rosacea, you name it. Those flare-up days are the days in which the scar itself is so full of that acupuncture meridian that it releases it all and it actually spreads throughout the entire body. It doesn't stay in the meridian. It just bursts the energy and you feel awful as a result. So within, if you can look at your history and look at any possible surgeries that immediately preceded your symptoms, and I'm talking a month, two months, three months, four months, five months, at least up to a six month period since you had that scar or the surgery, Look at your history. If your symptoms started within six months of having surgery and a scar formed, you need to take wheat germ oil or vitamin E oil, massage it into that scar for five minutes twice a day, and you will see a relief of your symptoms in two to four weeks. It is miraculous over and over and over. This has been the answer to many, many people. And you know how many people are living on levothyroxine and Synthroid as a result or on antidepressants because they can't think anymore. They're anxious all the time. Uh, this is a wonderful way of figuring out how to heal people naturally without drugs. So that's one thing. Scar tissue is a big deal. And then you- And my mind's blown already. Before you've moved on to the other one, my mind's blown by the, the scar tissue. That's incredible. Yeah. Once you, for me, it's been something I analyze every day with 16,000 people. So scar tissue just happened to be a normal thing. In fact, I had a graph. It was just a blank human body. And I made everybody draw all of their scars on their whole body before I even examined them and then wrote the year and at least, at least the year, if not the date of whenever those scars were formed. And it's miraculous, man. Uh, when you've got patients that have been to every medical doctor and specialist around the world and they still can't find an answer to the help and they come into your office and they want you to help them, they don't want you doing the same stuff all the other medical doctors did. You want to do something different and take a different approach. So I had these eight things I looked for in every single patient and 99% of all of them got relief of their symptoms as a result of us identifying this. And uh, I say 99% because I would never say 100%, right? It's like Lysol, 99.99% effective <laughs> against all creatures on the planet. So uh, so that's uh, scar tissue. And then the next thing would be, it is very true for those of you who have not been told this, but misalignments in your spine at different levels can absolutely cause uh, disease and symptoms of any kind in your body. I cannot tell you how many adults live with asthma chronic walking around with asthma inhalers all the time scared to death they're going to die with an asthma attack and it's just a vertebrae in the top four bones of their upper spine in their shoulder area in between your shoulder blades if one of those four first vertebrae called the thoracic vertebrae are out of alignment those nerves that go from that area control the heart lung and diaphragm function 
All you have to do is I could take somebody in an asthma attack, adjust that area of the spine, and their asthma attack would stop in 10 seconds or less. Like a look, you just need to be adjusted. Keep your body in structurally in alignment. Exercise to keep those muscles around that area in tone. And you won't go back out of alignment. And you won't experience asthma anymore. So uh, there are 33 levels of each segments of the spine. And each of those spinal bones have nerves that go out between them and control the organs in your body. All of them. All, all of them. So you can look at charts online and say, hey, do I have any symptoms? And any areas of pain in my spine I'm aware of that could correlate to those symptoms. That could be very true. And then you look for emotional stress. For me, it is, is there an emotional burden the person is carrying emotionally and psycho psychologically that is impacting their subconscious's control of their organs? You've heard the term probably, Taryn, psychosomatic. Mm -hmm. This means mind over organs. <laughs> <laughs> and you have stress or trauma in your life that is suppressed. Symptoms or disease period in your body. So I used a technique called the emotion code to identify, do you have any emotional burdens you're carrying throughout your life? Uh, and this emotion code allows you to actually analyze without even asking the patient. You can actually determine did an emotional trauma occur at any age of your life. And you can figure out what age it was without them telling you. You can figure out who caused the trauma to them without them telling you. You just do this technique of analysis and you can actually figure it out and then release the emotions using acupuncture principles by stimulating the governing vessel, which is the acupuncture meridian across the head. And then the eighth thing I always looked for was, are your symptoms or diseases, are they caused by a mineral or vitamin deficiency? And for example, someone who has GERD, I might as well stick with this one, gastroesophageal reflux disease, which is used to be called heartburn or acid reflux, this condition called GERD. Uh, I will address this one because if this reaches any audience of any kind, <laughs> Somebody's got it. The, the, oh. Let me know when I'm back. Oh, you're back. There you go. Sorry about that. We were dropping you there. All right. So GERD. All right. So here we go. Make sure this thing's caught up here. I'll, I'll look like a Chinese movie, you know, one of the old ones. <laughs> Then catch up here soon. But uh, GERD, for example, acid reflux is simply caused by magnesium deficiency in 90% of everybody on the planet. It has nothing to do other than the fact you're deficient in magnesium. And magnesium is the mineral that makes all muscles in the body relax, including the sphincter at the bottom of your stomach that allows food and acid to drain into your small intestine. If you're not supplementing magnesium, and if you have GERD or acid reflux, you are magnesium deficient. If you just put magnesium into the body, you'll never have to buy Tums, Rolaid, Rolaids, Prilosec, Zantac. You'll never have to buy any of those drugs ever again because you've actually corrected the underlying problem. When you relax the sphincter at the bottom of the stomach to release all the contents into your intestines, you no longer have backup of acid and food up into your esophagus. It can all go down. So to be able to relax the stomach to reverse acid reflux and heartburn, that's simply a magnesium deficiency. Number one cause for constipation, which is the number one cause for all colon cancer in this country. Number one is constipation, which is not having a bowel movement every day. That is the number two most diagnosed cancer right now in America. It is solely caused by constipation. Number one cause of constipation is magnesium deficiency. It's also the number one cause for all heart attacks. 
It's also the number one cause for all strokes is magnesium deficiency. It's also the number one cause of high blood pressure. So put magnesium so, into the body, you can reverse almost any cardiovascular issue, intestinal issue. That's incredible. Why do we have such a magnesium deficiency in our diet these days? There's a few reasons, actually. So we have been educated that we're losing them. Oh, you're back again. Sorry for the connection issues. It's okay. I am patiently just waiting. <laughs> It's the cabal, Taryn. It's the cabal. They don't want me They're, telling the world about this stuff. They're I know. To... They don't want the, the secrets out. That's right. They don't want the secret out. That's all right. I'm used to it. Bring it on. <laughs> but, uh, no. People ask me all the time, where can we find all your information? I'm like, just go find any censored platform on the planet. You'll find me being interviewed on their programs. <laughs> I know. And I do want to talk about that. I want to talk about whenever, just so people know in this episode, we will talk about the uh, censorship and what you've gone through um, being attacked in the medical community, because that seems to be a common theme on this show, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> sure does. Yeah. And there's a reason why Zeb Zelenko, Zeb Zelenko back in April, do you see his interviews where he went on Stu Peters and went on my show? Even he's like, he's gotten wind out of Washington, DC, that there was an assassination list out for him by Pfizer and he said he was number two on that list and I was number one and he wanted to know why I was number one on this Pfizer hit list this was in uh, April of last year and I said uh, he was offended year. and I, yeah he goes I don't know whether or not to congratulate you or to be jealous of you and I said uh, I don't know if anybody's jealous about being on a hit list and he goes well I need to know what you know that's got you on this list because you weren't on this list two weeks ago and I said it's because of what I'm about to tell the world actually and this was the week prior to my Watch the Water documentary and my Mike Adams interviews about all the venom related to COVID. That was the week prior. But it was the day after I filmed with Stu Peters was when Zev Zelenko gets this email that he's number two and I'm number one. So he goes, he kept asking me every day, what is it you know that you're about to release because it's got the pharmaceutical industry's attention? And I said, oh, yeah, they're not going to want this to get out. For sure, I'll be their target. And then I would tell him, I'm not telling you, though. You'll find out when the rest of the world does. And uh, I didn't really want anybody knowing what I'd been researching for like five months without having, I didn't want anybody standing in the way of that information getting out before I released it. So uh, I kept that pretty close to the chest, knowing the threats that were coming and would come. But anyway, this is one of the reasons, even in uh, lots of the places I go and speak at every week, every week I'm somewhere in the country educating from a stage and, and uh, doing presentations. And I, I sometimes will mention and show that one and a half minute clip where Zeb Zelenko is telling mm -hmm. me for the first time I'm number one on this assassination list by Pfizer. And I'll go, you're about to learn right now in this presentation why the pharmaceutical industry absolutely wants to take me out. Mm -hmm. and, and I don't even talk about venom. I just talk about this. Uh, as I relate to you the reality and the truth about how the human body works and how God created it, it, it resonates really well with a lot of people that, uh, oh, God created the body to do this. God put on the earth soil that holds minerals that he put in it such as magnesium zinc iodine calcium selenium they're all in the dirt and then we plant plants in it this the plants draw up the minerals with the water and all the nutrients into the plants those minerals mix with sunlight and air to create vitamins well if you don't eat the plants and you don't get the minerals from the soil if you're not eating veggies fruits salads all that good stuff that comes from the dirt 
you're not, you're going to all going to be minerally deficient and vitamin deficient. And if you're not going to eat those foods, you have to supplement magnesium, vitamin C, selenium, you name it, those minerals that we found on the earth. Why is the world magnesium deficient? Well, that was intentional, actually. Do you know that we lose 16 vitamins and minerals out of our sweat every time we have one drop of sweat? Do you know the top five minerals we sweat out is salt that you can taste? Mm-hmm. Right? You can taste mm-hmm. the salt. So salt's number one. Chlorine's number two. You know, they say chlorine's bad for you. Your body requires chlorine. So sodium, chlorine, they call it sodium chloride, chloride, potassium, magnesium's the fourth most lost mineral in our sweat, and then calcium is number five. Mm-hmm. What's interesting about that, you have all these sports companies out there in the world like Gatorade, Powerade, uh, Liquid IV, who are creating all these drinks to rehydrate the body of what you lose in sweat. Do you know none of those I just stated have magnesium in them? Do you know why they don't replace magnesium? Why? Because it it specifically keeps you from developing over 15 diseases. Cardiovascular, skeletal osteoporosis, uh, anything dealing with digestive issues, um, your brain's function. It's it's incredible. Sleep is dictated by how much magnesium is in the body, so you can create insomnia if you don't supplement it in people. And then you have to buy a drug called Lunesta from a doctor who prescribes it to you, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this great attempt to restrict magnesium and its awareness of its benefits in the human body, strip that from you, not apply it to foods, not add to foods as we lose it in our sweat. Uh, it's the number one thing, magnesium, that controls our core body temperature, doesn't allow us to experience heat strokes and get overheated. There's a part of your brain that controls core body temperature. It's called the thalamus. The only mineral the body requires to manage core body temperature and keep you cool or warm is magnesium. And if you magnesium, you will develop a heat stroke and you will suffer like a lot of young athletes do, unfortunately. So this is, you can sell a lot of drugs to patients with high blood pressure, strokes, heart attacks, if you never tell them magnesium deficiency is the cause. So this is just one of those things. They can sell a lot of drugs and make more money off of this if they can convince medical doctors your heart attack a result of a high blood pressure drug deficiency, which was never the case. I do this with audiences all the time. I'll have raise your hand. I did it this weekend at a church. I was like, raise your hand if you believe you have migraine headaches because you were born with an Advil or Tylenol deficiency. And they all bust up laughing. Yeah. You know, that's the truth behind Not that. A thing. So then the next question is, <laughs> like this, well, if the migraine's not because you're Advil deficient, why do you run to the cabinet to actually pop Advil or Tylenol if that's not why you have a headache? Wouldn't you like to know why you have a headache, a migraine? All migraines are caused by heart stress. They have nothing to do with the head. They have everything to do with the heart. And it's a magnesium deficiency, number one. Number two, vitamin B complex deficiency. That's stressing the heart. And it's forcing more blood flow as the heart's trying to work harder with these deficiencies. If you replace what it's deficient in, all your migraines disappear. But you can't sell Imitrex as a prescription drug if you actually tell the patient you can just go buy five, ten dollars worth of magnesium at the store. But uh, anyway, to navigate the waters post the pandemic, Taryn, we should all go back to the basics. Mm-hmm. How about we just go back to the periodic table of elements that we learned about in elementary school or even homeschooled? The periodic table of elements is what scientists attempted to create to educate all of us human beings 
what are the basic elements that make up all of life on earth? You know, it's on that periodic table of elements, calcium, iodine, magnesium, selenium, mm-hmm. zinc. You know, it's not on there. Advil and Tylenol. You know what else isn't on there? mRNA COVID-19 vaccines. You know what else isn't on there? Uh, lisinopril, uh, all kinds of drugs. There's, there's, there's drugs aren't on the list. Go back to the basics, feed your body the stuff that makes up life. And then you'll see its benefits. All of life is better if you're not drugging it or poisoning it. Well, and, and, and like you said, when you mentioned, you know, the sports drinks in there too, it it's all working together, right? And that these food companies are taking the nutrients out of our foods, in some cases, trying to supplement them back in, in in certain ways. And then, you know, on the other side of it, we're, we're getting, you know, prescribed all these, these drugs to, to help with the fact that we've, you know, basically been consuming dead food, um, our whole lives. And so it's, people need to understand how cyclical it is and how it all works together and is interwoven together. And then, um, you know, just the fact, the sick care model that we have and, you know, obviously hospitals are important. Emergency care is definitely very necessary. Accidents and emergencies happen, but, um, yeah, talk a little bit about, (laughs) I want people, what do you talk about whenever you, you get in front of audiences when it comes to, uh, being number one on the FBI's hit list? What has life been like since you, for those that are listening to our podcast that don't know a lot about it, since you came out with your, your snake venom theory, what has that been like for you? Yeah. So, uh, I'll tell you, it was very stressful for the five months I was doing 16 hours a day of research at my home uh, when I was uncovering all of this from December to the middle of March or end of March. It was very overwhelming, very stressful. I actually felt spiritually like I was going to be attacked or I was going to be doomed when I brought this forward. What was amazing was is from the time the Watch the Water documentary dropped, and then I had uh, already pre-recorded with Mike Adams these three chapters of all my documents for three and a half hours that he released the minute Stu Peters' documentary ended. When when Stu Peters' things ended, I was like, oh, he didn't show very many documents. Thank God, the very next minute, Mike Adams released his first chapter, which was all the documents surrounding Venom with COVID. And I was like, thank God. Okay, at least it's out there. And uh, I actually started feeling a huge sense of relief after the Watch the Water documentary I saw for the first time live with the rest of the world. I was so excited that it was finally out. Then it was like, whew, now I can breathe. Well, before it was released, a week before is when Zev Zelenko called me and told me I was on this big pharma hit list. I had Thomas Renz, my attorney, contact his team to go through all the, the intel to make sure it was legit before I took it seriously. And he called me two hours later and goes, I've gone through all of it. You, you need to take this very seriously. Well, I then uh, hired special ops security guards to be in my home every day and sleeping here every day and then walking the perimeter every hour of every night for the next two and a half months. Everywhere I went, uh, every flight I was on, every presentation I went to, I had every hotel room swept for bugs or whatever or or whatever devices or any person. Uh, It it was pretty awful, actually, uh, and stressful. But uh, I always had somebody with me. And then about two and a half months into about 500 interviews and a whole bunch of stage presentations, all of a sudden I had this peace one Sunday afternoon that I was that I was OK at home. So then I called the security guard guy, the security guy who was putting personnel in my home. And I said, it's time for you to remove them from my home. I think we're fine now as a family. 
but make sure they're with me everywhere I travel. So I don't need them on the plane, but when I land, they meet me there. And then from the airplane, we actually have them take us to cars and to stages. And I make sure that there's always security there. And at some point that will end, but I feel fine and uh, very excited for all the information that came out. I did get a sense when I said two and a half months later, I got this sense at home that I was safe now at home. There were so many interviews. I mean, that, that Boston the Water documentary must have been seen by 100 million people around the world. It, it just went crazy. And I think the cat was out of the bag and it was going to be really late by then for them to come take me out. It was going to be really obvious that uh, I was a target for something and it would make people go look at what I was revealing if they had not seen the information yet. So it's, it was pretty wild to watch Newsweek and all these New York Times, New York Post, everybody's writing articles about me and my snake venom theory. And uh, But uh, you can't refute this stuff. All I did was show you research studies. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's been very exciting. There's been lots of documentaries. We've since released uh, a documentary called Covenom 19. And you can go and watch this documentary. It not only includes my claims, the day before I went to Stu Peters, I love telling this story because it was real life. I actually, Stu Peters wanted me to bring all my documents because he didn't mm -hmm. really believe everything I took to him two weeks earlier and talked to him about. He was like, uh, you need to bring all those documents here. I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not just going to believe you, even though he trusted me. He's like, please bring all your documents. And if you really, if you're really convinced this is what it is, bring all your documents. I'll bring a film crew. We'll, we'll actually do the interview. It was a five hour interview that he was so overwhelmed with, with all the documents that I brought 1500 mm -hmm. pages of documents. He's like, look, I just thought this was a normal interview and you're going to have a few documents. I need to hire a crew to come in and do a documentary on all this stuff because you're onto it. And so it took about two weeks for them to do a, a documentary filming, but uh, that was, a, that was a lot of work. And uh, it was really, really, really a fun, fun time to put that all together. But as a result of that, when I was going there to Stu Peter's home in Minnesota, the night before, as I was finalizing all the documents I had emailed myself and was saving in different folders, I went into my bland email account and put in the search engine, Cobra was the word. I wanted all the documents I'd ever sent myself in five months that I found a relationship between Cobra Venom and COVID that was published. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous how much there is. So I, I typed it in and I had two whole pages of articles like 30 emails per page of two pages of my own emails to myself of published peer reviewed articles. And then the last page, the second page at the very bottom was an email to a group of doctors and scientists around the world. It's called the C19 group and attorneys, mm -hmm. scientists, funeral directors from around the world. We're all in on it and we share research articles and publications all day long. The very bottom article in my emails was a big, huge list of people that was in this group that I typed Cobra in my emails. Mm -hmm. So I knew the word Cobra had to be in one of those emails, but the email was from July of 2021 and I had never seen it. So I was like, what in the world was anybody else talking about Cobra? I hadn't told the world yet what I'd figured out. So I clicked the email. Remember, this is the night before I go to yeah. and I print this. I opened up the email and I was like, what is this? It's an FBI letter. That was sent to the FBI by a guy named Dr. Tao Braun. Now, I didn't know who this guy was. I just looked at the letter he had posted in the group. He goes, look, I contacted the FBI. All of you need to know what I know. And I'm looking at this letter, and I open up the letter, the attachment, and the email. And I'm like, what? This guy 
It says his title, Dr. Talbron, he's a, he works in the U.S. National Counterterrorism Department. And his specialty is preventing mass killings using biological weapons. And he trains CIA agents and FBI agents. That's his job. And it has the, the letter he sent to the FBI. It was to the director of the FBI dated July 2021. And it says FBI director, his first name's Alex. He goes, Alex, what is the FBI doing to investigate the origin sources of COVID-19? You know, the whole world right now in July of 2021 is still talking about this being a respiratory disease. It's not respiratory disease. You know, this is envenomation, meaning weaponized venom. And then he states, what's the FBI doing to investigate the Wuhan lab with weaponizing of venoms? And what are y'all doing to look at Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill in relationship to him using venoms in his research for gain of function? And I was like, somebody else knew this? Holy crap. Well, Dr. Talbron and I have become close since then. I called him right before I went into the Stu Peters interview at the studio in Minnesota. And I just had to talk to this guy. I was like, what did the FBI Absolutely. say? I said, what did the FBI say to you? He didn't know what I was about to do. He didn't know I'd come to the same conclusions. I was like, wait a minute. Did the FBI respond to that letter I just found in my emails? Hear what the FBI's response to Talbron was and what happened next in Dr. Artis's story, plus how they can pinpoint exactly which venom from what particular animal is in each COVID shot lot. And honestly, I really just want to hear from you what you think about what Dr. Brian Artis is presenting. Please let me know by following me at Insta on Instagram at Taryn Gregson or by sending me an email, Taryn at wethepatriotsusa.org. You can also go over to TarynGregson.com and email me from there and sign up for our newsletters. We send them just twice a week when we release episodes on Wednesdays and Fridays. And right now, if you sign up for the newsletter, you can get your free MMR vaccine resource guide put together by Anna, my amazing digital media coordinator and resource uh, research assistant. She also has put together a phenomenal HPV Gardasil vaccine resource guide that you can get if you join our newsletter community as well. So please let me know what you think and tune in on Friday because this story is just getting started. If you enjoy our content, prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation at wethepatriotsusa.org so we can continue to power the education arm of our mission that also extends to work to preserve and reclaim our God-given inalienable rights. God bless and thank you from everyone here on Faithful Freedom with Taryn Gregson, presented by We the Patriots USA.